Welcome everyone. Today's Oavetorat Daf Yomi Shur being done in Tom's River, New Jersey. Today's Daf will be done on Daf Mem Zayin. We'll be starting on Daf Mem Vav Amorbet. Shtarubia on the bottom of the page. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who wants to please contact Rabbi Shlomo Haber. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Avodam Shalakol Yehudah. Says the Gemara, the father gets the zechut of Shtar and Bia. Minala, and how do we know the father has the zechut to marry off his daughter as a Tana, whether by accepting a Shtar or by, by giving her over to her husband for Bia? Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, she will be to another man. Right? The girl gets divorced and goes married to somebody else. We connect the two things. Vahaita. Over here in Vahaita the Ish. Which means that a person getting married to this guy is like getting married to another person. And therefore, just like when you get married with Kesef, the father gets the money. As we learned earlier, so to Shtar and they're all going to be the same. Mishnah also says, The father gets the right to any objects that she finds. If she finds a lot of it, the father gets it. Why is that? Why does the father get the right? The reason why the rabbis did that is because of hatred. The rabbis feel like if a girl would be, have the right to, if the father has the right to, has the obligation to, to take care of his daughter and to buy her her shoes and her clothes and her food, and then the girl has the right to, to, keep her own mitziot, it would cause hatred. Therefore, if the father's paying for her food, he has the right for her lost, her found lottery tickets. Father has the right for Masayadeh, her wages. Minalan, how do we know the father has the right to the wages? How do we know that the, the work of the daughter goes to the dad? As it says, When a man sells his daughter as a maidservant, just like a maidservant, her wages go to her master. If she works as a secretary, the master collects the check. So to the daughter, her wages go to the dad. Maybe it's only for a dot for a katana between zero and twelve that the father has the right to sell her as a slave girl. She cannot be sold because the father cannot sell Maybe she she collects her own secretary check. Or says, no, it's logical. Why? That the father gets it. Why? Even even by twelve to twelve and a half. Because if you claim that her wages do not go to the dad, this that the father has the power to give her, you know how we know? Because since the father has the right to take this girl between 12 and a half and give her to the chupa, by giving her to the chupa, she's not going to be able to work for seven days because the husband has the right to keep her with her for seven days at least. And therefore, how can he take her away? If she, has, if she had the right to her wages, then the father, would be, the father can't have the right to give her the chubah. The fact the right to give her the chubah must be that the father gets her wages. Parach of doesn't like that svarah. He says, It could be 
that the father, in order to maybe really the father has no right to her wages. So then how could the father give it to the chupa? Maybe the father has to pay her for that, which means the father will tell the girl, listen, you make $200 a week as a secretary. Here's a $200 check. Now I'm, da- now I'm forcing you to go to the chupa. What do you mean? Stop me from my, wa- my wages. It's okay. Here's a check. And that's how he has the rights. And therefore, really, maybe the girl has the right to Masyadeh, not the father. Inami, another way that it could work out that the daughter still has the right to her wages, even though the father gives her the chupa. Maybe it could work out that the father doesn't have the right. Normally, the girl only works during the day. And at night, the father forces her to go to the chupa. Inami, another possibility. The father married her off on Shabbat or Yom Tov. Now, that's not so, which means since on Shabbat or Yom Tov, she can't, um, she can't work anyway, so he's not stopping her wages. And that's how he has the right to marry her off, even though she gets the wages, maybe. Now, of course, we know that you can't get married on Shabbat. Tosot explains this means either right before Shabbat starts, where you wouldn't be working anyway because of the Sefer Shabbat. Or it means that you are allowed to get married on Shabbat as long as you don't make a special suda, Because a suda would be ma'avim simcha b'simcha. But otherwise, according to the second Shabbat, also, you are allowed to get married on Shabbat as long as you don't make a suda. Okay. Rather, the Kitana doesn't need a Pasuk that the father gets the Pshat. The Mara is saying a little differently. The Mara is saying, it's obvious, the fact that the father gets the, gets the right to her wages cannot be referring to a Kitana. Because a Kitana wouldn't need a Pasuk that the father gets the wages, since if he has the right to sell her as a slave, he's obviously getting any wages. How can you? Have, how can she get her wages if I could just sell you as a slave tomorrow? So it must be the kitana doesn't need a pasuk, and therefore the pasuk that we do have is actually coming to tell you that the naara, uh, a twelve and twelve and a half girl, twelve to twelve and a half girl, her her wages and her salary, her secretary check goes to the dad. Now, we mentioned the mishnah that the father gets hafarat nederia. The he has the right to knock off her. Promises. When she's a nara in her father's home, which means that the father's in charge. How do we know the father has the right to accept her divorce? It says she leaves and she becomes. We have a connection between going into marriage and out of marriage. And therefore, just like the father has the right to put her in marriage, he has the right to accept her divorce to get her out of the marriage. But if she has her own property, the father has no right to collect the fruits while she's alive. The father has no right to, to eat her fruits while she's, the daughter's alive. Says that the father can eat fruits while the daughter's alive. So actually, whether the father gets the fruit while she's alive. What's the machlokit? Whether she gets the fruits of the uh, the father gets the fruit of the field. Tanakama, the original rabbi says he, that, that she doesn't get it. Holds 
I understand why, normally the reason why the, 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 the father gets the perot is because we want to make sure that if she gets captured by pirates, he'll redeem her. Now, if by the husband, the, fa- the, the husband gets the fruits, because if he didn't get the fruits, he, he wouldn't agree to redeem her. You're afraid the father won't get the fruits of the field because we're afraid that otherwise we, we give it, we want to say we give the father the fruits because otherwise he won't redeem her. Either way, he's going to redeem her. Why is he going to redeem her? Because he loves his daughter and therefore we don't need to give him the, the fruits, maybe. And that's why Tanakama holds that he doesn't get the fruits. The father also would not redeem the daughter if he didn't get the fruits. He might say, listen, she's got tons of money, let her redeem herself, and therefore, he won't redeem her. That's the machloket, whether or not a, a girl who's wealthy on her own, what, everyone agrees that the husband might have these feelings, but whether a father would have the same feelings that she's wealthy enough to get herself out, is the machloket between the Tanaim. We said in the Mishnah, and he said, if she got married, the father, has a, the father has something more, that he gets the fruits while she's alive. Right? If, she, if the father wrote in the Ketubah that there's a certain, some fruits or some clothing, or some utensils that she brings with her to, from her father's house to her Bala's house. A ketubah is a document where we write what the husband has to pay the daughter if the, his wife, if he divorces or, or she becomes a widow. But it also could mention some things that, she, that the daughter will bring from the father's house. So it could be included, let's say, the father is giving a gift to his daughter to the new marriage of, let's say, a refrigerator. So it could mention the killing the refrigerator or the fancy clothes that she's bringing with her, that they belong to her in the marriage. So Mario wants to know, what happens if the girl died before they got married? Does the husband have the right to the sub-zero freezer? That was in the ketubah. I said, "Listen, you gave, you wrote the kid. You, you said you're giving it to me. Yes, your daughter died, but I still get the freezer. Or do we say he doesn't get the rights?" According to Tanakama, if she dies, sorry, Charlie, you can't get that sub zero. Okay. holds that you do get it. You, that he does get the freezer, even if she died. Let's assume between these two rabbis whether or not he gets the freezer is the same because the Chachamim and Rebunatan who argued before it's an we learned before if she's divorced, whether it's from marriage or whether it's from engagement, it says that over here, Govetta called, he collects everything that she was supposed to get in the Ketubah. If it's from the Nisuin, 
קובע את הכל, gets everything. ונוסעים בצורה הקובע מתי, והמנה מנה. According to this, if it's, if it's Nisuin, you get everything. But if it's only from Nisuin, then you only get the main part of the not the extra. Why not? According to this, the husband only agreed to give the Tosefa Ketubah if, if he marries her. And therefore, here we're talking about a case. This, this Machloket is Machloket in the flip case. Let's say he dies before the Erosin. According to Tanakama, she still gets everything. Which means she'll get, the, the husband writes at 100, 200 basic ketubah, plus the uh, 55,555 as a tosefa ketubah. Now, that extra tosefa ketubah does she have the right to. According to Tanakama, she has the right to it automatically. According to no, she doesn't. Because the husband only wants to give the extras only if he actually has the, right, has the right to sleep with her. But if he doesn't have the right to sleep with her, he doesn't intend to give her any extras. Therefore, if he dies, he's not planning to give her the extras. He just doesn't have the right to, according to the second opinion. So we're assuming, the one who says that the husband doesn't get the sub-zero freezer, who says that it's only the Ketubah is intended only if they have relations. The one who says that he does, that the husband does get the sub-zero. Kiravani, I was like a man who say that the woman gets everything. No, no, says, no, not necessarily. Don't necessarily hinge what the husband gets and what the woman gets. Okay? Really, everyone could hold like a Mazariah. That says that she doesn't get, she doesn't get the 5,555 5, extra ketubah money. The one who says that she doesn't get the... the that the husband doesn't get the sub-zero, he holds like yeah, he holds that it doesn't work because it was meant meant only if he had full marriage. Umanda Mazakan, the one who says that the father, the husband does get the, the sub-zero, because he says, only says that the extra in the ketubah was meant only with marriage. That's only between what, what the husband is giving her. Because like he, like, like he mentioned, verbally, like he verbalized, the whole point of the husband, why he's giving this extra, because he wants to sleep with her. And if he never gets to sleep with her because she dies before the engagement, he doesn't mean to give it. But when she's giving him something, which means when she's giving him a sub-zero, even as Amazon agrees that the reason why the father agreed to give the sub-zero to the girl is not because he wants the husband to sleep with his daughter. No, he want, he's proud of the fact that he's able to get such a tamid chacham as a, a son-in-law that they agreed to become consuegros with him. And therefore, being that he's proud of the fact that we become, become consuegros with him, he's... That he'll give even before they get married, even if she died, he, he meant to give it because he already got that honor already. And since they got married, since they already could once they did Kiddushin, that's enough. Okay. The Mishnah had said, Chayav that he's Chayav to pay for her food of his wife. The rabbis, the brightest explaining why the rabbis made the Takanah that the husband has to pay for all these things. 
the Chachamim say that the husband has to pay for her foods, because of her Masayadeh, which means the father has to pay the Mizonot, because since he gets the wages, he has to pay for her food. Kivurata, the, the, the reason why the rabbis have, say that he has to pay for her burial, because she brings him on the dunya, she brings him a sub-zero fridge when she gets married, all that food, in place of that, he has to pay for her burial. Therefore, the husband eats the fruits. Now, what does that mean? We weren't talking about fruits. Why are you talking about fruits? Martha says, you're right. There's a piece missing from the Mishnah. And this is what it should say. The rabbis make mizunot instead of her. The rabbis make him pay for her, for him pay for her food because she gives him her wages, her secretary check. He has to redeem her from the pirates because he gets the fruits of her field. And he has to pay to bury her because of her sub-zero that he brought him. The fika, therefore, the therefore the husband pays the perot. What does that mean? My lefikach, ma'odeme. You might have thunk. Mechol lo nechlinu anuchi nanechinu dim kem mimne v'lo parik. You might think the guy that the fruit. It could be mechal lo nechlinu. Maybe the guy could say, "I'm not going to give her food." Anuchi nanechinu. You might think that the husband should not eat the fruits, which means let the husband take all the fruits of her fields. Like let's say the girl, again, the girl gets married and her father says, you know something, I love you so much, take this property of mine. Now that property produces 100 bushels of fruits. We said those fruits go to the husband every year. This way the husband will redeem her. Morris says, well, maybe you would have said, take those fruits, sell them, and put them in an escrow account. And this way, if she ever gets captured, we'll use the escrow account to redeem her. You might have thought that's a better plan. Right? Because otherwise, maybe, that might be a better plan, because if you do that plan, and the husband, even if you have a husband who's a tough guy, the money's in escrow, you don't have to worry about anything. The one says, no, that's not a better plan. Therefore, really, it's better that the husband eats the fruits. Why? Because sometimes there's not enough money in the escrow account. And if we put it in the escrow account, the husband says, listen, there's money, redeemer, otherwise not. But if we give the husband the fruits, even if there's not quite enough money in the fruits, the husband will uh, pay from his own pocket to redeem his wife. Because if you're nice to him, it's much better than making special deals and escrow accounts. Because if you're nice to him, he'll feel bad and he'll do it on his own. The epochana. The Gemara says, why did we put Mizonot? Because of the fruits. And the redeeming, because of the wages. The thing that's most common is the most common. And therefore, the rabbi said that Mizonot is instead of Perot, because Perot is common, and Mizonot is common. Redeeming, less common. Masayadea, less common. No, no, I'm sorry. Perokna is instead of mitziut because 
finding things are less common, and therefore. Not, all, not always do women have fruits, and therefore, pirukna is for the fruits. But masedeh is more common, therefore that's mezunot. Okay? Amarava, haitana, sava, mezunot yoraita. It must be that our tana holds that mezunot is midoraita. The time you learned in the brighter. She'er, when it says, she'er, elo mezunot, that's referring to mezunot. Because Basuk says, The husband is not allowed to deny her. Now, the word is an ambiguous word. We don't know exactly what it means. So it says the word that's referring to the food. It also says, And what this that, that was eaten by the remnant of my people, the word is referring to food. Kisuta, when it refers refers to kisut, kimashmoa means clothing, the simple meaning. Onata, when the refers to her times, zuuna, hamurabata. That's the times that Torah mentions that a husband has required to have relations with his wife and give her the time to to uh, focus on her. Vechen Omer also says im taanet brotai. We see by Lavan that Lavan tells Yaakov that even though you married four of my daughters. Um, well, I make a treaty with you that you're not allowed to deny them the, the tashmish. And over there, the word ta'aneh, to punish them, is punish them by not having, having giving them the time of your attentions. So according to this, the word she'ed is food, kisut means clothing, onata means time slash relations. That's according to Tanakama. Whereas Rabbi Lazaro, Rabbi Lazaro says no. She'era, when it says she'era, zu'ona, that really means time slash relations. Now, where do we see that before? When it says you're not allowed to have relations with, uh, uh, with a relative of yours, it says she'er b'sero. You see the word she'er by relations. Kisuta, when it says kisut, kimashmo means clothing like simple. Onata, when it says onata, we last time we quoted Tanakhama, that's meant time relations. That's mizonot. Where do you see another pasuk where the word ona means not? So you see, the word ona means is connected to food because Hashem punished you and made you hungry. So you see, the word hungry is connected to ona punishment. And therefore, the ona means you have to give her food. Okay? That's according to Tanakama and Rabbi Al-Azhar. Rabbi Yaakov, I don't know. Shera kisuta, l'fum shera, kera kisuta. The reason why it says shera kisuta means that according to the she'ed, how much, according to her position in life, that's what kind of kisut you have to give. What does that mean? That you have to give her appropriate clothes. You can't give clothes that are good for a young girl if you're married to an old girl. Those are you can't buy old clothes on eBay. Liada to a young girl, you have to give her fitting clothes. You can't just say, "Listen, they're clothes. Wear them." No, you have to buy fitting clothes. According to the times, you have to give her the suit also, which means it's all about clothing. 
Number one, you have to give age-appropriate clothing. And number two, you have to give seasonal-appropriate clothing. A guy could say, listen, you have clothes from winter. Wear them in the summer. What do I care if it's not in style? No. Don't give new ones that are thick during the summer when you're going to wear thick clothes. Don't bring thin clothes during the winter. Rather, you have to have proper, seasonal-appropriate clothing. Therefore, you should know. Husbands should know that when your wife go buys, goes to buy new clothing for the new season, understand that it's part of your obligation. Tanir of Yosef. Okay. Another shout of She'era. She'era, when it says, She'era azu kiru basar, this is that he has to be close to her during relations. Do not act like the Persians that they have relations while they're wearing clothes. A woman appreciates that they're close in skin and therefore he's not allowed to have relations with his clothes on. If a guy says, I only want to have relations with clothes on, he has to divorce her and she's entitled to Ketubah because that's not the way a husband is supposed to have relations with his wife. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Amen. Amen. Amen.